Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, December 20th. God's home in the womb of an actual woman. Today's scripture reading is found in Luke chapter 1, verses 28 to 32, from the First Nations Version, which reads, Creator's mighty one said to her, Greetings, highly favored one. You are close to the great spirit and greatly honored among women. Bitter Tears was deeply troubled by this greeting and wondered what the spirit messenger would say. Do not fear, he comforted her, for you have found goodwill in the eyes of the great mystery. You will be with child and give birth to a son. You will name him Creator Sets Free. It seemed like time stood still and all creation stopped to listen as the messenger continued to speak. He will be greatly honored, the son of the one above us all. He will be a great chief like his ancestor, much loved one, and will sit in his seat of honor. He will always be chief over the tribes of wrestles with creator. His chiefly guidance will never end. This is God's word. Aho, may it be so. Now, my friend Nadia continues. Mary has been loved for centuries for being the docile picture of purity and virginity. As a matter of fact, church doctrines had been written to say that Mary was perpetually a virgin and born without sin. But that always sounds to me like a way of saying that God could never choose to make God's home in the womb of an actual woman, since we know that actual women are sinful, fleshy, temptresses. So Mary had to have been a special one-off kind of woman that was really, really different. And it was her really, really differentness from actual women that earned her God's favor. Mary has also been loved by leftists as a sort of first-century teenage female Che Guevara singing in the Magnificat of the Overthrow of the Social Order, where the hungry are fed and the rich are sent away empty-handed. And I like this image, even while I'm sure it's slightly misguided. Others still, disturbed by the irrationality of the whole thing, see Mary, and especially the virgin birth, as like a fairy tale for the gullible, something ignorant people believe in because they haven't learned to use human reason or listen to NPR enough. I just don't feel satisfied with any of the above. I mean, I guess I want a way to view Mary and even the Christmas story itself without sentimentality or cynicism. Actually, Getting through the Christmas season itself without sentimentality or cynicism would be awesome. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, why do we practically deify Bible characters like Mary, especially Mary? Why is it so hard for us to embrace them like Elijah? who had a nature like ours, and a woman like Mary, who had a womb like any actual woman. 
Lord. How easy it is to stop at the headline featuring in biblical lore too often manly men dominating the show. Lead me behind such headlines writ large and bold, with figures like Joseph and Herod and Magi, to the hidden figures, in the byline, in the fine print, without whom the story would never have been told, nor are we here to tell it, nor to hear it, or to live it. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, Mary, Help me not to airbrush them or brush them by or their stories, no matter how unsavory or scandalous the details at times, as they frequently weathered the abuse and domination of an all-too-often heavy and abusive male hand, rising up as true mothers in Israel, rising to rock the cradle of the world, the new heavens and the new earth in which justice and mercy meet through the one born in Bethlehem on one starry, starry night for your mercies.